Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Schooling Podcast. I'm Diana, a homeschooling mom of two. And I'm Vanessa, an unschooling mom of two. And we believe that life teaches us everything we need to know. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to turn an interest into a learning opportunity for our kids. We're going to be talking about how to pinpoint their interest. We're going to talk about situations that we've been in ourselves, where we've helped our children turn an interest into a learning opportunity. And then we're going to talk about different steps that you can take to do the same. So when it comes to homeschooling and unschooling, uh, we talk a lot about letting our children explore their passions and how their interests are going to lead them to learn things that they need to know. But sometimes I have found myself confused as to how to help our children turn a passion or an interest into a learning opportunity and also how to pinpoint what their interests are because sometimes they are so interested in so many things that I end up a little bit confused on where to even go or where to start to help them like get direction. It's important to tune in to what your kids are doing and it, it can be hard at first if their passion or interest is not something that's obvious. Some kids have interests that are obvious, like dance, gymnastics, baseball, reading. So some are very obvious. And when that happens, it's easy for us to just know exactly what to do, put them in dance class, take them to gymnastics. But sometimes some kids don't have such a persistent interest in in one particular thing. So what we should do as parents is just tune in to what lights them up and refrain from pushing them to do anything or giving too many ideas and just letting them do it on their own. Yeah. And I've noticed too that sometimes it could be overwhelming because it feels almost like their interests change daily. I don't know. Does that happen to you? Like, (laughs) yes. One minute they're super into like, like one thing and then it's like the next day like there's so many things that it could be overwhelming to like pinpoint those one or two things to like follow yes definitely I've that happens to us too and that's why it's important to kind of like really sit back and just watch and let their interest grow into what they're gonna grow into so like not stepping in too early and being persistent like oh, you're interested in this? Okay, let's go do all the things that has to do with that. Because if we do that for everything, we're going to be overwhelming our kids, you know, and overbearing. So it's, it's important not to do that and to kind of just sit back and just analyze for a while before you take any steps. Yeah, so we just have to pay attention to what they can't stop doing. And also don't judge them for things that they can't stop doing for example playing video games or watching tv those are things that if they can't stop doing it it's an interest and we have to allow them to just get into it and to learn what they're going to learn from that interest or that passion for example when it comes to video games specifically roblox because that's what my daughter likes the other day decided to go on the website because it's something that she's so passionate about 
I went on roblox.com and I started seeing all of the learning opportunities. I was so surprised at how much learning can happen even outside of just the games that she's playing. Like there are full on classes and courses that kids are taking that even happen at schools that they're taking to learn how to like code and learn how to make games on their own. Roblox is just a bunch of games that people develop. So if you're a kid that plays Roblox or a teen, really, because that's too intricate for them. But once you become a teen, you have the opportunity to like create your own game and so that others can play it. And I just think that that's amazing. That opens so many opportunities. So that's just one example of, of not judging their interests at the beginning because it can really turn into what they do later on in life or at least a learning opportunity for the moment. Interests are so important because I think when you're interested in something, it's the same as it is for a kid as for an adult. When you're interested in something, you really just put your all into it. I believe there's a science behind it almost. I found this article titled How the Power of Interest Drives Learning by Annie Murphy Hall. And she talks about in this article just how important interest is as far as learning and what interest can do for us. And I wanted to share this part of the article that says, the feelings that characterize interest are overwhelmingly positive. A sense of being energized and invigorated, captivated and enthralled. As for its effects on cognition, so the way that you think, interest effectively turbocharges our thinking. When we're interested in what we're learning, we pay closer attention we process the information more efficiently. We employ more effective learning strategies, such as engaging in critical thinking, making connections between old and new knowledge, and attending to deep structure instead of surface features. So when we're interested in a task, we work harder and we persist longer, bringing more of our self-regulatory skills into play. To me, what this means is that when we allow our children to follow their interests, whatever that may be. There are going to be just so many different connections made in their mind and so many learning opportunities that they're going to engage in because of their self-motivated to do so. And I think that there is no better way to learn than when you're self-motivated to do so. When something catches your attention, it's like you're captivated. Like the article said, it's just you're captivated and everything that you do revolves around this interest. And it's almost like your five senses are completely engaged into whatever this interest is and you just eat it up. I mean, that's happened to me myself, like something that I'm that I'm super passionate about that I want to learn about. Like I jump into it and I do whatever it is that I do and I spend hours researching and learning and nothing has ever satisfied me and I've never learned more about a subject when it's something that I'm really interested in and that really catches my attention. In this article it continues to say how like scientists have even shown like with evidence that passionate interests can even allow people to overcome academic difficulties or perceptual disabilities. And let me tell you something, this made me think of a family member of mine. They have some cognitive disabilities and were not like the best at communicating, especially in writing. Now, around the time that the internet started to come out, this is going to age me <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, uh, it was not around since I was little. So, <laughs> but either way, me too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> 
I think, but side note, we have such a cool generation because we really have seen like so much in our time. But either way, <laughs> so <laughs> whenever you know Yahoo came out and chatting really started to like become popular, she got super interested in it and she wanted to chat. And let me tell you, she can spell. She might not be able to speak to you in like the most educated way, let's say, but she remembers things like in her mind and she and, and chatting and speaking to people on the internet really helped her communication and helped her spelling. Like it was impressive. It really was. So I believe that. And I've seen that myself where when you are passionate about something and you're interested in it, you can get so into it that it will literally allow you to overcome difficulties and disabilities. So um, I'm going to talk about an experience that we had where Emily was interested in something and we turned it into a learning opportunity. So about a year ago, Emily was interested in helping animals. She really got this urge that she wanted to help animals and she wanted to learn about how to be a veterinarian. So we really got into it. And that was, so I pinpointed that interest and I'm like, okay, she wants to help animals and she wants to learn about them. So what can we do? So that's when I started to research and I just thought of a bunch of different ideas that we can do. I decided that it was, it would be awesome to start a fundraiser with her and collect funds to then donate it to like an animal rescue. Uh, now, this was in my mind before I said it to her. So then I, I, I mentioned it to her and I said, do you think that this is a good idea? Would you want to do this? And she said, yes, you know, she was super into it. So that was my go ahead to like, okay, let's do it. So we created a Facebook donation and we raised over $200 then what we did was we went on Amazon and looked up all of the different things that we wanted to donate. We looked up the prices and that's where we did the budgeting. How many blankets can we get? How many you know animal toys can we get? And what are the prices? And what can we afford for $200? That was great for her math skills there. And we raised the funds. We, we purchased the items. And when they arrived, we took them over to a local unschooler that lives in Miami. She actually owns an animal rescue and it's called ivy's angels and it's super awesome she she's like super passionate and she's actually i believe she's 15 or 16 and she's already in college working to be a veterinarian so she's awesome but yep that's how we turned an interest that emily had into helping animals to then all of a sudden it was a learning a full-on learning opportunity she learned how to start a donation, how to promote her donation, because we made videos promoting it and asking people to donate and for her cause. Then we did math skills. And then we went to the animal rescue and we donated, you know, the item. So that was great. Now, does she still want to be a veterinarian? No, she doesn't even talk about that now. But she learned so many skills from that one opportunity. And it's important also, not only to when you dive into it, dive into it completely with them but also when they're done learning about it like let it go because they learned what they needed to learn from that activity and they're ready to move on or they're ready to keep going with it but it's really up to them I think it's such a great point to not push them and to not feel that you have to continue and whatever this is or that they have to continue and whatever it is because like you said it was an opportunity for them to learn whatever they needed to learn at that moment and it served its purpose you know 
our job is to provide them the resources, right? As a parent, it's our job to provide them the flexibility, to provide them the resources, to provide them the opportunities for them to explore those subjects that they're interested in and that are going to help them learn and grow. So I've put together nine steps that we can go through in order to turn an interest into a learning opportunity. So step number one is to pinpoint the interest. Like we said before, pay attention to what they can't stop doing. Number two is research. Do research on your own in order to bring more of this to them, not less. Gather everything you can, gather up all your ideas, and do really do some research into different ideas that you can bring to the table for them. Number three, check with them to see if they're interested. Number four, if they are, move forward. If they're not, drop it and don't mention it again. Number five, guide them and help them to get started. By guiding them, think of it as you're, you're shining a flashlight down the street and you're just showing them the way, but you're not forcing them to go that way. You're just like showing them the way. You're guiding them in that way. Number six, provide them with all that they'll need for the project. So depending on their age, it really depends on how much you'll be doing for them. When I was helping Emily with her animal fundraiser, I was doing most of the work online because she's too little. She was five, so she really couldn't do it. So it really depends on their age, but to provide them with their material or the things that they'll need or to drive them to places that they need to go to. Step number seven, follow through. So don't quit in the middle of it or don't disengage in the middle of it. Just stay, stay with them the whole time, even if you're not actively helping them, but just stay engaged, asking them, oh, how's it going? You know, what have you learned? Um, and just follow through to the end with them. Take the journey with them. Number eight, take notes and record for their portfolio. So this is not something that your kids are going to do on their own. You're their homeschooling parent. So it's your job to keep their records and put it together for a portfolio. So it's important for you to take notes, see what subjects, break down the subjects that they're taking away from this activity. In my case, it was math, it was language art, it was speech, even like she was doing speeches on, on video. It was all of that. So you can break that down into subjects and add it to their portfolio. And number nine, allow them to stop when they want to and to move on when they feel like they've learned enough from the activity. We're naturally curious, just as humans, we are naturally curious about the world around us. And by allowing our kids to explore, we are really encouraging them to be lifelong learners, not just that, but to take responsibility for their education. We're teaching them. I think that's one thing that I've noticed in homeschoolers and unschoolers who are older, and that's that they really play a big role in their own education. And I love that so much. I know that when when I went to college and throughout my school career, it's kind of just laid out for you what you need to do, what you need to learn. This is what you need. This is what you have to know. This is what you need to learn. And you just kind of continue and you go through the motions. And personally, I when I got to college, I was kind of like kind of lost a little bit. Like, honestly, I didn't know. I, I was looking for, okay, so what's next? Like, what is it that I need to do? I was looking for those answers from other people. And in reality, when we follow our children's interests and we teach them from when they're young to follow these interests, they learn 
and they're self-motivated and they learn on their own how to learn. Honestly, they're kind of guiding their own education. And I think it's so important. And that's why so many colleges love homeschoolers because they go to college and they are ready. They are ready to learn. They are ready to go like even though they haven't been in traditional brick and mortar school all their life, they they just have what it takes because they're self-motivated. And I think that's such a great quality to have for anyone. But I see it so much more in homeschoolers. It's just that self-motivation and that self-directed learning. I wanted to share with everyone six benefits of using child-led learning, which is essentially what, what it is when we follow our children's interests, what we're doing is child-led learning. Here are six benefits of using child-led learning with our children. One, the child is in charge. That's a benefit. It's a weird benefit to start off with, but it's one of the most rewarding benefits of child learning. It kind of piggybacks on what I was saying earlier. Children are highly curious and they have almost an infinite amount of ideas. Just spending time with my kids throughout the day, they just bounce around and they have so many interests and it could change literally from one hour to the next. Sometimes that might feel concerning, but if you really take a moment, like you were saying, to step back and like observe and let them just kind of take charge and and see what it is that they like, then learning is going to happen. Also, child-led learning, there's no pressure. So number two, learning when it's child-led, it's unpressured. When you follow your child's interests and wait until they're ready to learn certain skills, there's no pressure to learn. So they're not going to get frustrated learning and you're not going to get frustrated teaching it because it's something that they like and something that they're into. So they're going to be engaged and you're not going to have to be fighting them to do whatever it is. You know, sometimes that's, that's so true. It's like, it reminds me of the phrase, um, delight driven learning that some people, they consider their, their style of homeschooling delight driven learning. And it's because of that, like they're following their delight instead of being pressured. They're just following what the, what delights them and learning from that. Number three, you rely on the environment. Your homeschool environment is, it's really your best friend. The way you set up your activities and learning space can encourage your child to learn the things that you want them to on their own time. So sometimes just setting up little stations and, you know, not even say anything, just kind of creating, let's say, a sensory bin or some kind of a puzzle that has to do with whatever it is that they're interested in and just kind of placing it in their environment. It could be in random spots in the sofa table or any random spots So you can use your environment to help you while you're incorporating learning into their lifestyle. So you're going to motivate them in all different kinds of ways through what they're interested in. The way that you set up your activities and learning space will encourage your child to learn the things you want them to on their own time. Number four, childhood learning is deep and complex. When a child's interested in something, they ask lots of questions and seek all the possible answers to their questions. Oh, yeah. That is so true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, when, uh, that reminds me when my sister was young, she would ask so many questions. Like, <laughs> why is this? Why is it yeah. sky blue? Why is it grass green? Why is everything? My mom bought her a, a why book. So <laughs> the book is, is like all the questions that kids ask. And it's called the why book. And actually, 
since my kids don't stop asking questions, she held, she held on to that book and she gave it to me. So <laughs> I have the book of why <laughs> to give them when they ask all the questions. That is so awesome. But it's so true. Like, I mean, it's definitely true for my kids all day long. I think from the moment they get up, their learning is like nonstop. So, yeah. but that's awesome because they're investigating, they're exploring and those questions, like they're, they're learning and they don't even know it, you know? So yeah. it helps them to deeper understand those topics that they love. Number five, child-led learning just fosters a love of learning in our children. When you give them those opportunities to follow their interests they just fall in love with learning and they like you know suck it up like a sponge they want to know it all and they do they learn it all my four-year-old knows so many dinosaur names that it's it's seriously impressive and he's right sometimes he'll tell me what a dinosaur is and I'll google it and he's right and I'm like how did you know that and wow. the, re- the way that he knows it is because he's interested in it and you know he thinks it's cool he's like he he loves it so much that he just learns and he soaks up all the information that he hears or that he comes across from seeing the shows that he sees or the books that we have on dinosaurs that we get from the library like I just I have dinosaurs all around all things in my house are all things dinosaur and he soaks it up and you can tell that he knows like you you have a conversation with him and over the weekend we had uh, some get togethers with my family and multiple people commented to me how smart he is and how much he knows about dinosaurs he can tell you about carnivores and herbivores he knows which dinosaurs are carnivores and herbivores he knows their names he knows how can you tell if they're a carnivore or an herbivore just because of how like their teeth shape is so it just goes to show how much they learn when they're interested in a subject that's so cool that goes into number six which is that learning happens quickly when you're interested in a subject it doesn't take you forever to learn about it a lot of times you hear something one time and it's recorded in your mind because you're so interested in it that it just you soak it up like a sponge and you just it happens so fast and then one one small interest can actually branch out and teach you so many other different things and the opportunities for learning are just infinite because you start off with one thing that you're interested in and it leads you into other things that you could also be interested in and it's just it's a snowball effect of learning when you follow their interests and when you teach based on your children's interests there's no better way for them to learn I believe that 100% so do I and also I believe that Everything is a learning opportunity, no matter how big or small. But also, once they're older and they decide on their career, what they want to do in life, when you look back at what they used to like, it all ties in together. Because I know so many grown, like homeschoolers and unschoolers that their parents tell me things that they did when they were younger. And it all makes sense. Like what they're doing now it made sense that they were interested in those things when they were younger. For example, there's one that she was, she's a grown unschooler and she does voiceovers now and she's an actress. And turns out that when she was young, she was obsessed with watching television. Like there was no YouTube back then, but television was what she was obsessed with. And then her mom would let her watch it and she would memorize like all of the lines from all of the movies and her and her dad would constantly like just go back and forth with the lines of the movies and of course she ended up being an actress like that was her passion you know and her sister she was interested in makeup she was super girly interested in makeup ended up doing like an internship at a organic makeup shop for a year 
now she's a hairstylist and owns her own hair salon and she's super super successful apparently she makes the most money out of the whole family because (laughs) she's so talented and just so many stories like that yeah it's just proof that when you let them go with what their passions are like they just become who they're meant to be I love that I mean growing up we used to play like school and teacher all the time and my aunt was a teacher and she would take us to school with her in the summers and we used to pretend that we were in those classrooms and that we were the teachers and on it and look like me and my sisters all became teachers the three of us so it's so true like those those things that we give them the opportunity to explore can totally turn into their career one day you know what they say if you love what you do you're never going to work a day in your life, you know? So true. these things that we see as maybe minuscule at the moment and things that we might see as not an opportunity for growth, it could turn into their career. And, you know, at the end of the day, what it is that they become successful in and what supports them, you know, and their family. When following your child's interest, it's going to be different depending on what exactly it is that they are interested in on exactly what you're going to do to support their learning in that. But some ideas that you could do for things that they're interested in is whatever topic it is that they're into, go to the library and check out as many books as you can on that subject and just have them around the house. Like we have books in baskets all around the house. We have books in our playroom slash school room. So just giving them access to reading materials about the subject is great. Also making some kind of a bin or making some kind of a area that can support whatever it is that they're learning. So like, for example, if they're into learning music or learning how to play an instrument, have that instrument at the house. Try to give them access to materials that are going to help them practice or learn about whatever it is that they're interested in. Also taking them to places locally that have to do with whatever it is that they're interested in. So taking field trips. My son is into dinosaurs, like I was talking about earlier, and there's like a dinosaur exhibit in town. So make sure that you take them to events that are going to that are going to teach them and take them to events that have to do with what they're interested in and try to find local classes maybe or local opportunities for them to dive into whatever subject it is that they're interested in. I've also heard from other unschooling moms on things that they've done to bring more of their children's interest into their lives. And some ideas that I've gotten are just so great. So one mom, their their son was interested in a game. It was similar to Roblox. I think it was Minecraft. I'm not sure. And they flew across the country to go to a meetup area where the creator of the game was at. Yeah, that's like an extreme, but that's like such a memorable experience for them. So the son got to like go and meet the creator of the game another thing is one mom so for example I think their kids were were interested in Legos and they subscribed to like a magazine that had to do with Legos that came monthly and also they they made a cake that was like shaped like a Lego so it went into like math because it was measuring and everything for the cake and then it was but it was within their interest and it got them excited because it was a whole Lego you know things like that That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So just providing them those opportunities. And let's say your child is into, I'm going to go back to my dinosaur example, just because it's personal and it's what I experienced. So it's, you know, what I can 
relate to. But for example, so my son is learning letter recognition and sounds, letter sounds. So I found letter cards with dinosaurs on them at the dollar store. And I like picked those up quick because, you know, I know that he's going to be interested in the dinosaurs and it had to do with what he's learning. So even little things like that are going to really help catch their interest and they're just going to go to it. You know, as soon as we got home, he was opening those cards and practicing his letters with the dinosaurs. So little things like that, it doesn't have to be, you know, huge things, but just incorporating it into all different aspects, into their writing, into their reading, into whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. And I'll go back to my Roblox example, because that's what we're living at the moment. Actually, on in our homeschooling group, sometimes parents create events. And so what I did was I created like a a Roblox meetup. It was a virtual meetup so that Emily can meet up with her friends in the Roblox game. So she actually did that today and she was on it for, oh my gosh, I think like six hours with her friends and they were just talking. They were talking over the phone on video messenger and then they were playing the game at the same time and they were chatting like in the chat. So I'm like, (laughs) so much is going on right now, but she was chatting, like writing the whole time. And to me, that's, reading that's spelling that I see so much learning in that and what she did all day like some it it would be easy to look at it and be like wow she wasted all day on video games but no like she learned so much from just doing that and she had a great time and socialized with a bunch of her friends and it was so fun I see that also as a learning opportunity for her and who knows maybe she'll be the next creator of like the next Roblox whatever it is you know like you don't you never know it's so true you never know we hope that this episode helped you to see the value in following your child's interests because there's so much value in allowing them to explore those interests and to really let them dive into what they're passionate about and what they like their learning opportunities will be endless when we allow them to explore those interests thank you so much for listening to the life schooling podcast don't forget to like follow and subscribe anywhere you listen and leave us some feedback on what you thought about the episode and anything you'd like to hear in the future. If you'd like to support our podcast, we have a link tree in our Instagram at the life schooling podcast, where you can buy us a coffee, which is going to help us to bring the best episodes possible to you. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.